Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for being here. What a beautiful morning we have here in the wash in beautiful Washington. It's uh, about 50 degrees and looks like it's probably going to rain. So I don't know about where you guys are at, but I am like, I am seriously ready for some sunshine. So um, if you have sunshine, please send it my way, please. Mike, I know you have sunshine. I need some of it now. <laughs> so we please. Got some extra. <laughs> send it up here. Please, like, will it to come here? Like, we're dying up here. Um, Ellen, are, are you, have you guys had any? I mean, you're in Eugene, right? Yeah, uh, Salem. I'm in Salem, and okay. so is Leslie, wherever she went. But, you know, we're both in Salem, and it's raining again this morning. <laughs> Okay. I know that is not what we came here to talk about. We literally did not come here to talk about the weather, but let's be real. The weather really does affect everybody. Like, like, especially, okay. If any of you have ever been to Seattle, um, you know, it is like, it is like night and day, literal night and day in people and the way they talk to you and look at you and smile at you when it's sunshine and rain. Like, like it is just like all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Hey, let's be best friends. Oh my God. Let's go golfing together. Let's do all and then it rains it's like ugh. like it's so weird it's so weird so anyway that is why i want some sunshine because i love sunshine i get some tons of energy from it so anyway okay i digress so we are here today because um we are going to talk through objections right so we, a lot of times we'll come on this call and i like to share lots of marketing tips and i like to share a lot of things like how to actually build your business but let's be real the whole reason we are here is to actually make money and yes marketing's cool right that's the fun part of in my opinion that's the fun part of what we do but like if you don't know how to actually get people to sign on the line you are not going to make any money is that true true right and right now are you hearing a lot of objections what are you hearing come off mute and, and speak with me what are you hearing out there Everyone wants to wait till the market crashes. They think it's going to crash. <laughs> yep. Market crashes. Anything else? They want, they want to wait to buy until the housing prices go down. <laughs> yep. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Interest rates come down. More. That's my favorite one right now. The interest rates going down. Yep. Yep. Those are like the three, three, three big ones. And like, do any of you ever find yourself kind of struggling? It's like, cause then you, you have someone who seems like they're very knowledgeable, right? Like they do a lot of, they do a lot of, a lot of research. Everybody's an expert because everyone can Google anything, right? So everybody becomes an expert, right? And so do you ever find yourself in a conversation with someone who's really an expert and actually does sound like they really know what they're talking about, have very well thought out about all of it. And do you ever find somebody that you just like, don't, you're like, you're, you're wrong. Like you're wrong. The market's not going to crash. Interest rates probably are not going to go down. And if they do, they're never going to go below what we, they're never going to go down to where we just saw um, housing prices. Yeah. They are starting to decrease, but it's not like a bubble that's happened back in 2008 where things are going to pop. But it's like, do you ever find yourself having a hard time trying to explain all of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because right. it's a change. Nobody likes change. Right. Right. People out. Right. And I mean, okay, speaking of that point, change even impacts us as agents. Like as agents, it's hard for us to adapt to the change. So if we are the people who are professionals in the industry working this in and out every day and we have a hard time adapting, I mean, imagine how it is for the consumer. 
Right. So let's talk through some objections, right? Let's, let's do some role play. How do you guys like that? You know, agent power huddle to learn. I'm going to make you all like practice. We're going to practice having a conversation. How's that sound? Okay. All right. So um, first of all, let's talk through, let's talk through the, um, my favorite personal favorite one, Mike said it is interest rates going down. Let's talk through that. How many of you know, like, you know, how many of you think interest rates are going to go down? Oh God, see, they're not. How many of you think they're going to go up? How many of you have like these um, predictions for what you think the interest interest is going to be at, at the end of the year? Anybody have any ideas, predictions? In between seven and 10%. Okay. I would say closer to nine or 10. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, what's funny is like, um, Back in like January, when I first kind of like looking at what's ahead and, and like just doing all the research and, you know, just trying to be an expert in what I do, I had my prediction was that we would end the year um, above seven. Okay. That was the end of the year. Last year. Okay. But that, that was in January. I said we were going to end this year at the at, at above seven. Oh. Based on like what happened this last week, do you guys all know that Monday, this, this past Monday, like four days ago, was one of the worst days in the history of mortgages in the last 20 years? It was one of the five worst days. At one point on Monday, mortgage-backed securities were down 160 basis points. Do you know what that actually means? No. Okay. So what that actually means is that if a mortgage-backed security, if your if your rate was five and a half percent a month ago, your rate is now or a week ago, your rate is now six and a half percent. And in order to buy down your rate to back to five and a half percent, so you can actually afford the same loan that you were pre-approved for, it would cost you upwards of five thousand hmm. dollars. <laughs> That's a lot. Does anyone have that kind of cash? I mean, not a lot of people have like a lot of extra cash to put towards closing. The people that are buying right now probably have more than the people who were buying you know, a few months ago, right? Because that's, that's who's buying now. But I mean, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And then the feds, the feds did uh, what a, a 75 basis point uh, rate hike, right? But that doesn't necessarily affect mortgages. Because how many of you know that mortgages, mortgage rates actually went down again yesterday? Mm -hmm. Right? So it's crazy, right? Because like right now, we're literally talking through people who think, Mike, do you have your hand raised? No. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> okay. Like, feel free to speak up. But like, so that's just crazy. Because if we're talking through, let's wait for interest rates to go down. Okay. So we had that conversation on Monday. Rates went down yesterday. Are you ready now? You know what I mean? So like people wanting to talk through, like, let's wait till interest rates go down. So here's, here's kind of like when people tell me they want to wait till interest rates go down. My number one thing that I do to try to get to what they're really saying is I ask them, what does that mean to you? Because what does, what does that mean to you? Because interest rates on Monday were way up and they went down yesterday, but they went down a quarter of a percent. Maybe, maybe. Is that good enough? Right. That's just a really, it's a really, it's a, it's a really good question to ask. That's a really good way to overcome that little tiny, like, let's wait for interest rates to go down. What does that actually mean to you? Has anyone ever tried that? No. I've okay. never tried that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ask every time someone gives me an objection, what I'm waiting for interest rates to go down. I'm waiting for prices to drop. I'm waiting for the bubble to burst. Okay. What does that mean to you? 
because everybody has this different idea. Like personally, when I hear someone says the interest, like when I think what I think is when someone says, I want to wait for interest rates to drop. I think that what they want is interest rates to go down uh, below 4% again. That's what I think. I could be wrong. I don't know. I can't tell you what you think. I can't tell you what anyone thinks, right? That's what I think. So my personal thing, like automatically, I want to be like, well, no, they're never going to go down again. I want to just come back at it and be like, no, that's not going to happen. This is what's going to happen. I'm the expert. Listen to me, right? That's kind of where I want to go with that naturally. Like, I'm like, no, you're wrong. But like, if I don't actually know what they're asking or what they're actually saying, how can I, how can I talk? How can I talk through that? Another one that I actually am hearing a lot right now is we did talk about was waiting for prices to go down. And how many of you are actually seeing price decreases in your market? Yeah, how many of you are seeing like list to sales price ratios be like 100% versus 115%? Yep. Or even 98%, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. you guys prices still are, prices are going down. Well, I, I actually went in and I compared prices today to prices two weeks ago in Phoenix. There has been a two tenths of one percent price decrease. Yep, thousand bucks on five hundred and fifty thousand. Yep, but prices are going down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> prices are going down. That's just noise. That's not going down. <laughs> but but you, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like when someone says prices are going down, what do you do? That's a de- technically a decrease, right? A thousand dollars is not that much. I know, like Mike, you and I both know. We all know a thousand dollars is nothing. That's literally nothing, right? But I ask him, what does that mean to you? Well, I'm under contract in a house here, and everything in his search now is hitting. He's got a search, sadly, coming in from somebody else in the valley that he will not turn off. <laughs> so it's showing him 150,000 to 100,000. It's dropping on all these homes in his search. And now he's freaking out that he shouldn't be under contract on this house. And I'm like, I just go back to the why. I go back to why did you love that house in the first place? And just those homes are all over a million and they're dropping to 950 and he's under contract for 810. So I'm like, (laughs) it's a really good way to look at it. The other thing I do is when someone tells me I'm going to wait for prices to go down, I say, okay, so like, tell me what that means to you. What do you, what is an ideal price for you? Someone the other day actually told me they don't think it's worth it to spend half a million dollars on a house. And I was like, okay, well, you're in the wrong market. Like if you want to buy a house, because we really want to buy, we really want to buy before interest rates go up, but I don't think any house is worth a half a million dollars. And I'm like, well, then you should probably move out of Seattle. Yeah, definitely. I can refer you to some people in Oklahoma. (laughs) I can refer you to some people. I don't even know who else has prices below 500,000. Anyone? Like, is there anyone? Like, I know Oklahoma just because I know Sabrina's in Oklahoma. Oh, let's see. Texas. Yeah, there we go. So like Midwest. Like, so that's, so that's, that's what I say. I'm like, well, are you sure Washington's where you want to live? Like literally I just ask questions. I asked, I asked them how much they're paying in rent. And then I times that by 12 and then I times that by five. And I'm like, so for your half million dollar home, you could already have this much equity in it. I had someone yesterday say, can you help me find a rental? And I was like, um, well, you know, it's, a, it's a, from my sphere and I don't normally work rentals, but if it's someone from my sphere, I always do a little bit more. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, let me just pull up a quick search. It takes me like a, um, five minutes to set up a search. I was like, what's your budget? $5,500 for rent. Yeah, that's crazy. 
buy a house. So I was like, is there any particular reason you want to spend $5,500 a month in rent versus like, that's a, that's a pretty good size mortgage. You could, you could buy a pretty good size house with $5,500 a month in rent. That's like, that's probably like 700,000 right now. Well, it's kind of scary. It's only 700,000, but, um, <laughs> but you, that's probably 700,000 right now. That's a, that's a good size, a good size house. His reason? Well, we're just still deciding if we want to buy or not. So what do you think I did? Yeah, exactly. Ask the question. Ask the question. Another, another, um, another objection I get a lot because I know I do a lot of online leads. I have a lot of online lead sources. My favorite one that I'm getting all the time that we are, my team is currently working through overcoming this because this is really, really hard for most people to overcome. It was hard for me. The number one objection that I hear from lead from online lead sources is I have a realtor. I have an agent. How many of you agree that that is an objection and that it's not true 100% of the time? Yeah. How many of you know how to overcome that one? I asked many, Oh, who is your realtor? 100%. Because you know what? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you... Like most people, and it's, I'm actually working through this right now with my own team. I just feel weird asking them because that kind of toes the line of like taking over someone else's client or like, it like, it like toes the line of a violation of the code of ethics, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of scary. Cause someone says I have an agent. Like, oh, 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 I don't want to step on that. I want to step on those toes. I, I've done it. I've done it. But the number one thing I ask is, oh, really? Who is it? So you, got, you, got, you want to kind of hear how that conversation goes? Mm -hmm. Ellen, I want you to be the person. I want you to like, I want you to be the person who doesn't actually have an agent. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or the person who does have an agent. I want you to be the person who does have an agent. Tell me what you're going to do. Put you on okay? the spot. <laughs> yeah, put you on the spot. You're the one with your mic off. So there you go. That's why you get called. <laughs> okay. So, um, um, hey, Ellen, are you currently working with an agent? Oh yeah, definitely I am. You are? Okay, cool. Who is it? Oh boy. Um, gee, she just emailed me last night. I just can't remember her name. Oh, really? So how long have you been working with her? Uh, oh, a short while. A short while? Do you know what company she's with? No. I don't. Well, I'll tell you what, Hey, if, you're, if your agent seems like ever feels like they're dropping the ball, because I mean, normally when you're working with an agent or literally, I want my clients to feel like they know who I am. So if you ever feel like your agent might be dropping the ball, would you be open to working with someone else? Yes, I would. Easy. Super easy. You have to practice it, but it's easy. Here's the other one. Now I want you to be someone who really does have an agent. Okay. Okay. You can make a, just say, when I say who is it, I want you to say your own name, whatever. I don't care who it is. So just say, say somebody's name. So mm -hmm. Ellen, are you currently working with an agent? Yes, I am. Who is it? Leslie Hayes. Oh, really? That's awesome. I've actually heard amazing things about Leslie. You are in amazing hands. Good luck on your home search. Thank you. Was that hard? No. Nope. Mm -mm. Did that feel offensive? No, it didn't. Did it feel intrusive? No. 
Number one thing you should do is ask the question. Mm -hmm. When someone says, I have an agent, this is the number one thing, especially if you're doing online lead sources. Like I always ask, who is it? And sometimes people will be like, Ellen did. Oh, well, I don't really know. She just, they they do that. So that's how you kind of know, right? The other day we actually had someone who was like, well, you wouldn't know her. And my, (laughs) and my ISA was like, yeah, we might not know her, but you know, we are familiar with a lot of the agents in the area. And he was like, oh, okay, well, maybe you know her. And then he told us her name. Right. So you just kind of like have to like have the conversation. We're like, oh, awesome. Well, you're in great hands. You know, we've heard we've heard great things about her. I don't know who the agent is. I don't know who she is, you know, mm-hmm. but they don't know that. I don't want to be intrusive. I don't want to be offensive. I'm not trying to push. Well, and the other thing, too, is, is if you, you know, if they do have an agent and, and you're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, you're in good hands. I've heard good things about her or whatever. You're nice. And you say good things about it, it still makes you look awesome. Right. And 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 like a, a, a nice, kind person. And, and if they if their realtor really does screw up later on, they're going to be like, I'm going to go back to, you know, Linnea or Ellen, because, you know, they were they were really nice. You know, they were cool, whatever. They were respectful, blah, blah, blah. Makes you look like a good person, too. So, mm-hmm. Great. you know, that's why I always ask the question. Always ask. Like objections are literally just an objection. The number one objection that I get on the phone, uh, the first objection, not the number one, the first objection that I always hear when I'm listening to calls is, who are you? Wait, who are you? That's an objection. People are trying to get you to stop right then and there. That's a really easy objection to overcome. Who are you? Oh, hi, it's Linnea with EXP Realty. I'm calling because... Right? Super easy. I have an agent. We just talked about that one. You know what? We're actually waiting for the market to crash. Okay. What does that actually mean to you? Mike, what does is, what is the market crash meaning to, mean to you? Well, prices are up. They've doubled. So they're going to come down at least 25%. Oh, you think so? Where do you, where do, why do you think that? Common sense. Common sense? Really? Yeah. Okay. So talk to me about common sense. <laughs> Well, what goes up must come down, right? You know, prices have gone up fast before and they've come down. It's happened in houses. It's happened in stocks. It'll happen again this time. Yeah. You know, what goes up does come down. Isn't that, that's a law of gravity. I used to call it a law of physics, but it's a law of gravity. (laughs) That's a law of gravity. It is true. What goes up does, must come down. Have you, do you pay attention to Zillow or do you pay attention to Redfin and kind of watch online, you know, prices and see what's happening in your market? Kind of casually. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what makes you think? I mean, I'm just curious, like, why do you think the market's just going to crash overnight? Like it's just going to come down 25% overnight. It just, it's gone up so fast. It definitely has. So we had this rapid, rapid acceleration over the last couple of years. And right now we're definitely seeing a deceleration in home prices, but did you know that home prices are still up year over year by 12%? And month over month over month, we're still up 15. We're still up. What is it like right now? We're like up 8% right now, month over month. So that is definitely still up, but we're, we're not up as much as we were, you know, let's say like the last two years, we were seeing home prices, you know, rise by 25% year over year. That is insane. Yeah. I totally agree with you. That is what's coming down. The acceleration of prices is coming down. True. True. Right. So I guess, I guess, what are you, when you say you want to wait for the market to crash, what does that end point look like to you? Is there a specific number in mind that you're trying to achieve? Oh, I want the houses that I'm looking at that are 
$700,000 now to be, or $800,000 now to be six or six fifty. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Do you also have a house that you're trying to sell? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if that happens, if the houses that you're looking at, if that happens, that's going to also happen to your sales value. So when you go to sell your house, if, if these house prices are coming down 25%, you're automatically losing that additional 25% equity. So you have much less purchasing power now. And if you couple that with interest rates expected to rise, you're going to lose a lot of money. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Do you, guys, do you guys see? Like, literally, it's literally uh, just, you just got to ask the questions and just answer them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Would anyone have, like, would you, would you guys do anything differently there? Because, like, what Mike was saying is he gave a specific number. I wanted to come down 25%. Okay, well, 25% is also going to affect your, your sale value, but interest rates are going to go up. So you lose 25% equity, you gain 2% in interest. We all just said that we predict interest rates to be somewhere between seven and 10% by the end of the year. They say, isn't it like one point is like $100,000. So if it goes up another point, that's an extra $100,000 in purchasing power that you do not have. But the reality is the people that are buying right now, the people that are still buying or people that, I mean, they are seeing, I, I don't know about you, but my buyer influx has gone, like my pipeline has full, it's completely filled. I want more, but it's completely filled right now. And it is filled with a lot of buyers right now, which is di- very different for me because I'm usually very seller heavy, but I have a lot of buyers right now. And they literally are saying this, I want to buy now before the interest rates go up again, because they understand interest rates go up again. What I can afford today is not because they, they see it. Interest rates are going up. Yeah, we might be seeing a $1,000 decrease in prices from whatever last month, but that's not enough to offset the 1% gain in interest. So those are my, that's kind of like what my conversation looks like when it's coming to overcoming objections. And the number one that we're hearing right now is market's going to crash, interest rates are rising, bubble's going to burst. And none of that stuff, interest rates are rising is true, yes. But no, there's not really a bubble. We are definitely, we've definitely had have, have had some rapid acceleration of prices. Absolutely, 100% we have. Home prices should not be going up 20% year over year. I'm sorry, that's like, it should not be. That puts, it makes, it makes housing unaffordable. It makes it unsustainable. And it makes, it, that should not be happening. So what's happening right now, the deceleration in, in the home price growth should be happening. That's what we need. And the interest rates are absolutely curbing that. So what we're actually running into, what we're actually doing right now is running into a, a healthy market. The market is much healthier right now. I feel much more confident about the market now. I know a lot of people have asked like about a slowdown. Is a slowdown coming? Well, yeah, but a slowdown for us only happens to you in your business if you slow down. Mm-hmm. So if you if you choose to slow down, if you choose to say, okay, I can't help anyone buy right now because no one wants to buy. I can't, I can't, I can't ask questions. I can't try to learn and have a conversation with people. If you choose to do that, yes, your business will slow down. Absolutely, it will. If the pie gets smaller, you need a bigger slice of it. 100%. So that's why I just said my pipeline... Literally, let me grab my board so I can show you. So this, yesterday, 
uh, two weeks ago, my pipeline was filled here. And in the last two weeks, it is filled all the way, completely, completely full. Because people are wanting to make a move. People want to take advantage of what's happening right now before they can't. And honestly, you guys, listen, interest rates are going to go down again. Next spring, they're probably going to happen because what happens if there is a crash, if there is a crash and we, and we do hit a recession, which we will. Okay, let's look at the history of recessions. First of all, the only recession that had major, major price reduction was what was that back in 2008, right? 2006, whatever. It's the only recession of the last six that we've had in the last 30 years. Every single recession, interest rates have gone down. Buyer demand has increased. Every single one. So who cares? So what if the market crashes? So what if we hit a recession? I don't care. Yay, good for me. Because I'm gonna make this happen. I'm gonna make my business work. I'm gonna make my clients feel comfortable and confident. I'm going to get people into homes. I'm going to advise them. Listen, if you wanna buy now, all you have to do is watch interest rates because you're still buying. This is a great time to buy because prices are still lower. I mean, they're still high. I mean, prices are still are still affordable at this interest rate. If you can't afford it today, you're not gonna be able to afford the same house in the next year because home prices are going to continue to rise. Not at rapid, rapid rates. But I don't anticipate that next year we're gonna see home prices down. We're still going to see them up from where they are today. Any thoughts or questions on that? For us too in Phoenix, we talked about this a lot the past couple of years. I mean, there was over 50,000 homes on the market when the crash happened. Bad mortgages. We have, I mean, thank God, we have like almost 13,000, 14,000 now. We've had 5,000 consistently for the past two years. Like it's been terrible. And now we're seeing this rise, but not anywhere close to 50,000 homes where it's going to I mean, go. We, we definitely just saw in, in my market, we just saw, you know, from the beginning of the year to today or to la- last week is when I did the update, but there was like a 91% increase in homes. Okay, but let me just be real honest with you. 91% went from like five homes to like 280 homes. <laughs> yeah, and my friend just posted, sent me a note. Flagstaff up north has typically had about 125 homes for sale. They have 358. I'm like, whoa! Right. And, and, but, but the number of buyers, there are still, there are still plenty of buyers. So when I talk through overcoming objections, Literally, all you got to do is ask the darn question. You just got to ask the question. Ask the questions. Dig, 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 dig. You have a problem. I have a solution. Right? You have a problem. Your problem is you think the market's going to crash. I have a solution for you. Buy before it does. (laughs) Because then it's going to accelerate prices faster again. And you're you're not going to be able to afford it. That's a solution. And I like the way that you mirrored back to Mike. He wanted to wait till pro- prices came down two hundred thousand, and you showed him. Well, your house is going to be down two hundred thousand. Same difference. Yep. It really makes no. I mean, yeah, they can come down, but like you're going to lose. Like, are, are you going to? Do you have that much? People have more equity today than they've ever had. 
Like people just have more equity today. Like, so if anyone bought their house in the last 10 years, it's at least here in Seattle. I mean, seriously, most of the people I talk to right now, they're sitting at at least $400,000 in equity. That is a lot of equity. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It is. You know, and thinking through what you said, Linnea, too, you, you could also take the approach when they say, you know, I'm going to wait for, I think prices are going to come down. A person like that has a negative mindset. And you, your next question can be, so I suppose you think we're headed for a recession, too. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, oh, absolutely. Did you know that in seven of the last eight recessions, home prices have increased? Yep. So if you think there's going to be a recession, you can't think there's going to be a recession and prices are going to come down. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You know, it does not work that way. And, and that'll confuse them. <laughs> that'll get them thinking. It's true. I mean, that's true. Like play into it. Like you just got to ask the questions. I think a lot of times what we, what I experience is like as agents, we have this, like, there's already a perception out there that, you know, agents are like car salespeople, right? Or just use car salespeople. There's a negative perception out there. And a lot of people want to try to fight that perception and not be that pushy salesperson. Right. But the thing is like, you're, I'm, yeah, I am a salesperson. I wear it loud and proud. I love, love, love to sell people. Do you know why? Because selling is providing a solution. Like I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to go for one minute, one minute. When I, so my very, like my very first, like real, real, real job in the sales, I actually worked at Nordstrom and I worked at the beauty counter. Okay. So I worked um, for a luxury cosmetics brand that sold an eyeliner for $25. The most expensive skincare cream I sold was $1,200. My favorite thing to do Favorite thing to do was have someone come in for a $25 eyeliner and find out the reason that they actually needed to buy a $1,200 skincare item. And then turn that around and not see that item get returned because they needed it. Because in sitting down in my chair and I tried on an eyeliner and I asked questions, question, 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 question. Oh my God, I learned that they needed this $1,200 skincare cream because I believed in the product. I believed in it. It was fantastic. It transformed my skin. I loved it. I did not pay $1,200 for it because I worked for the brand. So anyway, but then I would go and I would see no returns on that item. That's how I would track my success. So I love to sell. Because selling is providing a solution. It is answering a problem. It's like, it's like you know what? You have a problem. You don't have to have that problem anymore. So if you don't ask the question, like Mike just said, hey, you also think we're coming heading for a recession? I mean, ooh, that might feel, feel kind of scary to ask that question, but ask the question. You don't know what someone's thinking unless you do. That's my, that's my soapbox, I'm done. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, guys, if anyone, does anyone have any final thoughts or anything or any suggestions on um, topics in the future? Because I got to come up with a topic every week and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, what do I want to talk about this week? Any ideas for topics in the future? Okay. Well, if you do, please send them to me on Facebook or something um, because I would love to um, um, know what you guys want. And also, um, I do host uh, um, a prospecting call every Monday and Wednesday. Um, I can put the link here below in the chat for you. If you are wanting to come on, I will tell you there's been a, there's there's usually about three or four of us. Um, and the prospect or the prospecting call is an hour, two hours a week that we dedicate to coming in and actually like picking up the phone and 
calling people. And a lot of times um, we'll actually turn on the microphone and help someone overcome an objection on the phone, like in live, live, live time. We'll actually talk through it. So there is the link. If you're interested in joining, it is Mondays and Wednesdays. I will tell you, if you come, you better pick up the phone. There is no not picking up the phone to this call. This is the time that you make your business happen. So there you go. Um, okay. That is all I've got. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.